0: Hi, and welcome back to the Pleasing God Podcast, a weekly show focused on helping Christians to think biblically, engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soul, and I want to welcome you back to a brand new season. Uh, I'm excited to share and uh, record some new episodes. We've got some good content that's planned that's going to be released And one thing during the summer, as we took the break, uh, just planning uh, the direction with the Pleasing God podcast, where to go, what to do, and from many listeners, uh, there was a lot of good feedback, a lot of feedback, and enjoying having Caitlin as kind of a talking partner, my wife, on the the show with me. She's not going to be able to do that every week, as some of our topics will be on other subjects and whatnot, but... We do have a surprise. I don't think we're ready to share that just yet, but uh, we will be getting more of Caitlin soon and um, she will be a regular guest, but I'll talk about that uh, maybe when she's around. Today though, I want to talk on the subject of overcoming hurt. This is so practical. We spent any time on earth as we grow up, we will experience hurt. And it comes in so many forms and fashions. It often is connected with relationships when it comes to hurt. We can be hurt by a spouse. We could be emotionally hurt. We could be verbally hurt by others. Sometimes, sadly, we are the ones that do hurt others as well. But this idea of overcoming hurt, what do we do? How do we respond When we are hurt, and I don't just mean like someone said something to you that you just didn't like and you got your feelings hurt. There's little levels of hurt where it'd help a lot of Christians if they just had thicker skin. But I'm talking about deep hurt, which is a very real thing that we all face. And if we're not equipped in knowing how and what to do in that kind of circumstance, when we experience some of this deep soul pain, we're going to flounder we're going to be we're going to find ourselves in trouble we're going to find ourselves with some really terrible thinking which could lead to terrible actions we could go and look for comfort from from hurt in areas that we shouldn't and we can really make a mess of things that have already gotten messy and so thinking on overcoming hurt and from a biblical perspective, what, what does the Bible tell us that we should do when hurt occurs? Because we know living in a sin-cursed world that hurt is going to take place and we're going to experience it. You know, the saying is true, hurt people hurt people. And it's sad. So when I think about overcoming hurt in my life, what are some biblical principles that I seek to live out, and that I hopefully by sharing with you, that would be a benefit to your life. Well, first I would say, repay evil with good. My mind is drawn to Romans chapter 12, where Paul is sharing with what a true Christian looks like. And in verse 14, he says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. This persecution, this bless those that hurt you that have done wrong to you. This is important that when it comes to hurt and overcoming hurt, we cannot respond and live out that saying of hurt people, hurt people. And so we're not to retaliate. We're instead to repay what is evil with good. I'm also reminded of Jesus's words uh, at the end of uh, the Beatitudes, he says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, he says, blessed are you happy. This is, doesn't sound like this would make us too happy, but when we have a heavenly perspective and we understand what it means to, to, to live a life of faithfulness, we can understand this. But he says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. All those things are what cause hurt, being reviled, being persecuted, having falsehoods thrown up against you. And he says, on my account, rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. I think one of the principles that we need to remember is that we are never to repay evil for evil. That's what Paul would say actually in verse 17 of Romans chapter 12. He says repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Well, this is certainly easier said than done. And if we're not preparing ourselves for when hurt comes, we're not going to do this. No, because in and of ourselves our flesh, our our human nature, we want to get even. We we want to get revenge. We want to get a sense of satisfaction. We want to take vengeance. Well, Paul, once again, says in verse 19 of chapter 12 in Romans, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy, those that hurt you, is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So that would be my first principle that I try to live by in my life when it comes to overcoming hurt. Second, learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. This is so foundational to the Christian life. Yet, I know in, I, in my own experience in pastoral ministry and I've observed many Christians, this has been so hard for so many is learning to forgive. Though we preach a gospel of forgiveness, though we can say, yes, Jesus has died for my sins, I have the forgiveness of sins. Yet when sins are committed against us or hurts are against us, all of a sudden it becomes a lot more difficult to forgive that brother or sister who hurt you. We must be consistent in what we profess and what we practice. Forgiveness Is a great blessing. Forgiveness frees. Forgiveness allows us to let it go. Jesus tells a story about a parable of the unforgiving servant, where he was forgiven this great debt, 10,000 talents. And yet he had somebody, this servant who was forgiven this great debt, he had someone that owed him just a minimal amount. And he would not forgive that debt to the other person. And so Jesus makes it very clear that forgiveness, as we've been forgiven much, we also should forgive much. Well, that unforgiving servant certainly did not understand what true forgiveness was. And Jesus says at the end of that parable, talking about the master, and he says, In anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you. If you do not forgive your brother from the heart. Now, when we talk about learning to forgive, certainly in the Bible, Joseph comes to my mind as one of the greatest examples of learning to forgive. His brothers are jealous of him. They throw him in a pit. They leave him for dead. They tell their father he died. They sell him into slavery. He goes from down into Egypt and he's sold to the Egyptians. And he has a rough go of it. Every time he succeeds, something happens to him through no fault of his own. He's accused of rape. He's accused, falsely accused of doing all kinds of evil that he never did. And he goes back into prison, seven years. He's forgotten there. Uh, Then he's ended up being released. He gets exalted to the second highest rank in the Egyptian government, He's over everything. He's the right-hand man of Pharaoh, who was the most powerful man in the world at that time. And there was a famine and his brothers come who had sold him because they needed to get food. And Joseph had been storing up the food. And when he saw his brothers, certainly all that hurt and everything that he had felt could have come out, but he forgave them. He forgave them. He gave them a place with them. He even named one of his children Manasseh which means I let it go. And he was able to forgive. He was able to overcome his hurt because forgiveness frees you. Third principle, share your hurts. Now this might not be easy, but nothing's easy in life. And overcoming hurt is not easy, but it is necessary if we are not willing to share the, the pain, the hurts that we are going through with others, those that we trust, those that we know will, will give us good counsel, uh, those that we can confide in, then we're just going to bottle it up. And we were not meant to do that. If we just bottle it up, it's, it's kind of like a soda bottle. I see my kids grab you know, a two liter and they start shaking this bottle up. And I say, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It's going to explode. Well, that's what it's kind of like when we bottle up hurts on the inside. There's only so much we can take. And then we're as tight as a soda bottle that's been shaken up and the cap is ready to explode. So when we don't release our hurts through through sharing and talking things out with others to communicate effectively, then we're bottling it up and we're ripe for an explosion. And then we get on that cycle of hurt people, hurt people. So... Principally, share your hurts. It might take a lot of courage to share your hurt with the person that hurt you. And you might not be able to do that for some time. But you still need to share those hurts with somebody that you trust, someone that that will listen to you and be a voice of reason for you. Because sometimes we make some very terrible decisions through the pain of our hurt. And so sharing those feelings even being able to release those to others. Because when we think about what Paul says again about the marks of a true Christian, this is very, very important because in Romans 12, once again, he tells us that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Well, we weep with those who weep when we enter into one another's hurt and we can bear one another's burdens. This is why the genius of the church we need a community. We need a Christ-like community that we can come to and know that we're loved and trusted and accepted, and we can kind of lay it all out there. So my third principle is share your hurts. Fourth, use time wisely. What do I mean by this? Well, there's a saying, you know, time heals all things. That's absolutely false. That's totally wrong. Time doesn't heal. People say, well, I'll just get over that in time. Well, I hear people talk about that. That's how they're going to process and get over the hurts. So just give me some time and I'll get over this. And I look and I say, man, that's a recipe for disaster. Time doesn't heal. What you do with that time will determine healing. Now, certainly there's processing and if you're a man and you're trying to fix hurt and someone else, you just want to get it done as quickly as possible and move on. Well, we need to be sensitive that there is this time of healing and it takes a process. So keeping that in mind, but making the best use of that time is what's important. And that's the principle that I would uh, seek to apply to my life. If I'm just stewing over my hurt, if I'm just paralyzed because of it, if I'm not doing and taking positive steps to overcoming the hurt, if I'm just getting bitter, I'm angry at that person that hurt me and I'm killing them in my mind all the time, I'm not healing. I'm not getting any better. In fact, I'm just doing what hurt people do. That's hurt people. And that's not Christ-like. Maybe I'm not repaying evil with evil outwardly, but I could be doing it inwardly. And that's just as wrong in the eyes of God. So we need to use time wisely. Talking, processing, praying, forgiving. Those are all in the components to the process of healing and hopefully reconciliation that goes along with it. So use your time wisely. Have a plan. And if you can't make one because your hurt is just so deep, go to that person that you trust that you trust with your life. Say, "Hey, can you help me? Can you help me just tell me the path I need to go and 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 walk with me a little bit on this because I might need it and be there for me at midnight when I need to call or text you, whatever it is, but have that person and use that time wisely. Don't just talk to the voice in your head. Not much good comes out of that. And finally, with overcoming hurt, meditate on scripture. It is so important. The word of God reveals to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It also is balm for the soul. The word of God cuts us, convicts us. The word of God heals us. And I think of no greater place to go than to the Psalms, because the Psalms give us a picture of, of, of real life, raw emotion and there's a man who's crying out to God. there's a man who's hurting as he as he shares and through through various things. sometimes it's through his own sin. sometimes it's it's because of his enemies, various things. ultimately, it's because we live in a fallen world, and we are fallen people. And I know for me, the scripture that's been very dear to my heart in recent weeks and has been psalm twenty seven And let me remind you of the words that the psalmist says in verse four. He says, one thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This psalm, even in this psalm, he is he is pleading to God. He, the, the Lord is my light and my salvation. That's kind of the heading of the psalm. But he's going back and forth because he's facing these battles and he's got enemies and he's got hurts that have that have uh, been compounded against him but his mindset as he's meditate as he's thinking about what is most important in life he's looking forward to gaze upon the beauty of the lord to inquire in his temple to dwell in the house of the lord so he is looking beyond the immediate to the future he says in verse 11 teach me your way o lord and lead me on a level path because of my enemies Give me not up to the will of my adversaries. Here's the hurt. For false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. So how does he respond? Verse 13, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. So that's some uh, just a psalm that has been a real comfort to me, um, and there are many, many. So, if you're dealing with hurt, if you're just that, the challenges of life, the consequences of living in a sin-cursed world, go to the Psalms. So, let me just review these to you. Remember, overcoming hurt: five principles. Repay evil with good. Learn to forgive. Share your hurts. Use time wisely. Remember, time doesn't heal. What you do with it does. And fifth, meditate on Scripture. And my prayer is that in doing these things, we can overcome hurts and we can be a source of joy and comfort to others as they overcome hurts as well. Well, I want to thank you for listening to the Pleasing God podcast. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out at questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3. This is the will of God, your sanctification.